three, two, one. Everybody, welcome back to the Renew Podcast. I am your host, Blaine Ward. We're back. Another week, another day, another dollar, another guest. Um, now, you know, this right here is a sellout episode. You know, I'm just completely banking all my chips. We're talking Marvel, multiverses, Moon Knights, something else that starts with M. And, uh, you know, who else better to do it than uh, fellow Marvel shill himself, uh, my buddy Kyler. Kyler, how's it going, man? Hi, how you doing? I'm fantastic. How are you? It's been a long time coming. I know. Yeah, this has been in the making for a while. The what? thing is, I just forgot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but hey, you know, you're here. You made it. Um, unfortunately, this is not your podcast with you, right? You've been on another. No, no, that's what I'm saying. It's been months. Ah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> In the time uh, since we've conceived this, I've moved in with you. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> this is, uh, uh, moving on. <laughs> no, it's good to have you here, man. Um, so something we do on the pod for new guests is for people who listen to the pod who don't know who you are, uh, you give a list of like some of your favorite movies, um, just so that everyone can get a sense of taste, you know, judge you, um, all that good stuff. So, uh, uh list them off. Okay. Go for it. Uh, my top four on Letterbox here is In the Mood for Love. Of course. Hot Fuzz. Nice. Great. Um, I I guess Mamma Mia because it didn't update. Um, Love that. Uh, it's a classic. It, never 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 let Mamma Mia go. Exactly. Yeah. And um, The Great Race, uh, which is a very old movie that I'm sure no one out there has heard of. Yeah, I haven't seen Great Race. Um, I have lost my cinephile card. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get kicked I, I'm out. I'm sure Blake Edwards is rolling in his grave. Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh man, Blake hasn't seen that. That's so sad. <laughs> yeah. Um. Now you know, real quick before we jump into Marvel stuff, are you are, you think Mamma Mia one's better than Mamma Mia two? Oh, you're putting me on the spot. Yeah, I'm this. gonna put you on the spot. Um, I think they're both equally as good, maybe. Okay, that's fair. I respect it. They're both fun. I, I mean, they're you both know, fun. I think I'm more of a two guy, but I, I you know, I, I, I'm not here to punish anyone who's not you know the only thing that's stopping me from putting two like firmly above one is the modern day sophie stuff like i feel oh, like sure. it's a bit weak yeah that's fair that's fair what are they gonna do for a third one are we gonna see like uh, what's the mom's name meryl streep's character uh, who knows are we gonna see meryl streep as like a child is that the next oh, logical step yeah so we got like three timelines keep track of <laughs> that'd be pretty good actually. it's like cloud atlas but with mama me <laughs> Where they just get Cher to play a young Cher? Yeah. yeah, yeah, probably. I don't know. There's a there's a lot of multitudes you can go down. Um, all right. So you know, as we're saying, this is the sellout episode right here. You know, we're uh, you know, we're, you, you want to talk about cinema? No way, baby. We're talking about Marvel today. Um, but uh, you know, first we're gonna jump in. Uh, Moon Knight, the latest Disney Plus show. Uh, just wrapped up its season finale. Um, for those who don't know what Moon Knight is, it's a new superhero played by Oscar Isaac. Um, and the thing about this is that, uh, you know, the, the story takes place around, uh, this guy, Stephen Grant, who's a British gift shop owner. And then all of a sudden, you know, he starts getting visions and he starts like hallucinating and having memory blackouts. And it's revealed that he has, uh, DID and there's, uh, he shares a body with a mercenary named Mark Spector, who's more of like, you know, the American, uh, assassin sort of but uh you know together they're this avatar for an egyptian god named kansu and they become the guardian known as moon knight um 
It sounds complicated when I'm saying it, but trust me, it's a little easier to comprehend when you watch it. Now, uh, you know, now that we've had the full picture, all of it's out, we've watched it, you and I both watched it. Uh, what, what were your thoughts on Moon Knight as a whole? It is the best Marvel show. Wow. Uh, and I'm going to I'm gonna throw that out there, and I'm going to stand firmly upon that. Good, good. Why would you say that? Why, why, why? Um, I think the character interests me the most. It was a good story. And they did not fumble the bag at the end, in my opinion. Sure. I think it was a pretty good finale. Because that's really all these shows are quite fine, at yeah. least, or good. Some are maybe great. I don't know. But the ending always kills it. Um, and I think they might have stuck to the thing here. You know, the landing. And the last two episodes. Like, wow. You know? Absolutely. Yeah, the one thing I like about this is, like, right away, you're, the viewers kind of put in, like, this what-the-heck-is-going-on mindset. And that was kind of fun to you know, just kind of be confused as the show. You're, you're, you're put in the, uh, you know, in the shoes of Stephen Grant, who doesn't know what's going on, therefore you don't know what's going on. And so the way they reveal information's uh, fun and exciting. And it, I don't know, it, the show at least kept me on my toes for most of it. Um, I didn't really know where it was going the whole time, so that was refreshing. Uh, you know, I thought one, one of my favorite parts about the show was the way they use the filmmaking to... Uh, kind of accentuate Mark and Steven talking to each other. Oh, whether Yeah, that. whether it's a use of like mirrors or a puzzle or, you know, something like that. Like all that, every time they did that, I thought that was really creative. Because um, I, I don't know, it'd be easy. And sometimes it happens to do like the split thing where it's like, all right, we're going to show an actor's face, like watch him act as he goes between, you know, person A and person B. And we see that and that's cool. But um, I don't know, the way they decided to do it with all the different shots and stuff like that, I thought was cool. Yeah, I... um. I do think the mystery holds up too, as, sure. as opposed to WandaVision. I think now that it's all out, you know what I mean? Like that was a week to week thing of like, oh, everyone's talking about it. Now you go back and you're like, all right. Whereas I feel like this may hold up more. Yeah, I feel like the sequence of events was a little more like, oh, okay. Like it never felt disappointing in any way. Yeah. And then it's also not like this whole show isn't hinged on a mystery. Yeah. It's, you know, you got other stuff going on. Of course. Yeah. And I mean, all right. So this is, um, we're, we're, we're entering spoiler territory. So for those who haven't seen it, it's on Disney Plus. Check it out. It's good. Um, but one of the things I liked about this, uh, again, I was saying it kept me on my toes. There's a twist that they introduced in the end of the fourth episode where it's like, oh my God, now he's in like some sort of mental institution. Yeah. And then you start questioning like, okay, what reality is this taking place in? Like what is going on can i trust the main character and all that stuff like really kept me engaged for that last little stretch um and i don't know it it, it, it was kind of fun for a marvel show like not yeah. knowing you know where something was going uh like that it felt like they were being very creative and especially in the second to last episode where it kind of reveals the backstory and origins of the character um i think that was the best episode of the show and uh i agree yeah and just the whole way they were able to navigate through that uh, i found particularly impressive because I just thought it was going to be, the way they were setting it up, I was like, oh, it's going to be like The Mummy or like, you know, Uncharted. Um, and then it turns into like a lot more kind of cerebral, um, which was cool. Yeah. I like that sort of thing. I like the blend of the Indiana Jones and like, like you said, then cerebral. Because, man, I'm, I love Indiana Jones. I'm a big archaeology person. I think that's why this show hit so well. Yeah. I love, I love Egypt. Talk. Anytime we're like going through tombs or, yeah. you know, temples, like I'm all in. Give me more of that. I, I keep saying we need another like when well, we had Uncharted. I know we just had Uncharted. I'm contradicting myself. When Uncharted was asked, I'm saying we need more like adventure movies. Yeah. You know, we gotta find the treasure. 
you know, in Indy Five. That's right, Indy Five. Harrison Ford's gonna be out there breaking hips, searching for treasure. And that's so. right. That's right. Yeah. Hopefully that can bring us back. Because like, what the most recent thing we've had was National Treasure, and then Tintin, and you know, I, I, we need to bring it back. That's it's been a while. Yeah. Yeah, that's like a decade. Like, bring it back. Bring it back. I mean, now that Cage is having a Cage Sons, we get him back for. Please, I want that Treasure happen. Three. I really want. They're that given. Happen. They're given. What's his face? A spinoff show. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, um. Um. Oh God, Justin Martha. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I forget Riley was his name. Yeah, Riley. there you go. Yeah, yeah. Bring him back for yeah. third. Um, we here on the Real New Podcast support National Treasure Three with Nicholas Cage. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I I I found this pretty enjoyable. Um, it was well shot. I feel like, my if I had to get into some slight, uh, you know, things I wasn't huge on. Um, I feel like it was a little the the show was a little too ambitious for the budget that it had. Yeah. Um. Very clearly in the finale, you know, there's gods fighting each other in a lot of special effects. And I feel like that's where most of the money went toward. And that's fine. But like in, you know, the first stretch of it, there's some CGI where you're like, eh. Yeah. There's like that car chase where I was like, all right, this doesn't look great. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. I, and I would even, yeah, I, I will say the special effects to get Oscar Isaac and Oscar Isaac 2 together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, oh, seamless. Yeah. Yeah. Seamless. I was exactly. like, is there a twin? Nothing. Yeah. Like they cloned them. Yeah. Know? All that stuff. Yeah. Um, and then here's here's my other weird complaint. I think Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke are both terrific in the show. Yeah. Ethan Hawke plays the villain. Um Dr. Harrow. Yeah, Harrow? Arthur Harrow. Harrow. Yeah. Harrow, whatever. Um, yeah, and I, I liked Ethan Hawke in the show. I just don't think he amounted to anything by yeah. the end of it. Because he kind of just became like, you know, your average no one by the end of it and i thought yeah yeah well at the beginning they do that weird thing where it's like oh he's walking with glass in his shoes i'm like this is creepy like what is going on um but then we never really you know got anything more than that and you know ethan hawk was trying to make the most of what he does and he's good but i don't know i wish i think that character falls apart in the last episode entirely yeah well they kind of just deal away with him by the end of it you know i it would have been fine if it's like oh he's gonna be like the villain throughout you know I don't know if they're going to do a season two or a movie or like what they're going to do with the character, but at the end, they just kill him. And I'm like, oh, yeah. All right. And we don't even get to see him be defeated because Jacob does it. Or Jake. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the third identity. Yeah. yeah. Which that's another thing. Do you think that was revealed too late in the game or were you I okay with so. that? Why, yeah. why don't we see Jake defeat Haro? Like, why is he not revealed dead? Yeah, it feels like, well, earlier on, there's a moment where neither Stephen or Mark knows what's going on. Like, there's a yeah. moment where neither of them know what's going on. And at that moment, I'm like, okay, so there's a third identity. Yeah. Like, there's someone uh, else going on. We get the sarcophagus thing. And, right. What, the end of four? Yeah, the end of four. And then we're like, oh, okay, so where is this guy? And he doesn't show up until, like, the end credits of six. I'm like, huh? Yeah. Uh, all right, I guess. Um, and it also operates on a weird frequency where Kanchu kind of like acts like he doesn't know about this other personality, yeah. but in the end he does. You know what I mean? Like he's like, I'll let you two go free. And it doesn't seem like he's like, I got you. I know what's up. Right. It's like, oh, I'm because he's like real worked up about losing him, isn't he? He's like, yeah. oh, I have to be. Like, oh, I guess I got it. Yeah, exactly. He's like, you already got one under your control. Yeah. Apparently, apparently the best one. Yeah, I mean, cause yeah, because he was like an assassin. He yeah. was killing everybody. Yeah, which that was cool. Um, I will say I like you know the Moon Knight suit looked great. Yeah. Uh, both his you know regular suit and then the Mister Knight suit um looked really good. I'm sure part of it was CGI, but at this point I can't really tell what yeah. is and what isn't when it comes to the costume. So I guess that's impressive. 
Um, and it was, you know, kind of brutal, which was nice. Yeah. Uh, nothing, I, I don't know why I was kind of hoping for more of like a daredevil, like, you know, we're going to murder people like hard R. But I mean, you know, there's some good kills in there. Uh, you know, the fact that Moon Knight could take like those two like things in his chest out as like daggers, yeah. like, that was pretty sick. I, I, I called that, right? When we were watching, I was That's like, right, yeah. they should do that. And then when that happened, oh, I yeah, I cheered. That was cool. That was a cool, you know, little costume thing. Absolutely. It's like, it's like when our Pats takes off the bat. Um, oh, yeah, the, the bat, yeah, the batarang in his yeah, head. Yeah, that's and, right. And then, yeah. And you're like, that's awesome. Yeah. That's Anytime cool. a superhero, like, can grab something, like, their logo out of their chest, that's sick. Yeah. I want more of that. Also, I think... What's his wife's name in this? Uh, Layla. Layla, yeah, Layla. played by May Calab Calamari. Yeah, she's great. She's Love really her. good. Yeah. Uh, I like her costume in the end too. I think. Yeah, her little because she uh fuses with like the hippo guys. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't make sense why that's not like a hippo costume, Don't but know. it's cool. I yeah, like she's it. got like the little wings and she can like shoot them out. Like that was yeah, that was sick. And I don't know the way again like the fight scene at the end of it where Moon Knight's like kind of you know taking on like this army. Um, and he's switching between Moon Knight and the Mr. Knight suit. Like, yeah. that stuff was cool. Like that. Um, yeah, I just wish... I, here's my question. Do you think this should have been a movie, or do you think it was fine as is as the six-episode show? Uh, I think as a show, it probably works fine, maybe. Yeah, because you do get more time with the characters, at least. Yeah, because what's the runtime on this, you think? Well, it says right there. Yeah, two, maybe two, two minutes. But, but, I don't know. Six-episode, most of them were 40 minutes total, so... yeah. You'd have I think to cut this, about half of that out if you want to do a movie. I think this worked as a show better. Yeah, I think I'd agree with you. I think it needed, like, maybe one or two more episodes in that final stretch yeah. a little bit. Because uh, I remember you and I both watched the penultimate episode together, and we're like, or did we? Uh, I think we, it was not, I think we watched five and six apart. Okay, yeah, that's right, because you had COVID. Um, wow, you're throwing me out. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 sucks to suck. Um. No, but like, I remember you and I were talking to each other, like, all right, how does this end in one episode? Like, how can they do it? And I mean, for the most part, it's not a bad finale by any means, but like, I don't know. I feel like it could have used something a little, I, it could have used a little more. Yeah. I, well, I remember we got the news. It was like 40 minutes. It was the shortest finale. Yeah. We're, we're like, like oh. oh. But yeah. Think, but it wasn't bad. Like, it didn't yeah. ruin the show by any means. Um, and I still enjoyed it. You know, it was, it was a good, uh, yeah. a decent finale. I just hope. You know, and we'll, we'll get into this, but I, I would like to know what Marvel plans to do with some of these Disney Plus yeah. shows. Like, are they going to, you know, are we ever going to see Moon Knight in a movie again? Is he going to get a second season? Like, what are they going to do with him? Because, um, I mean, Oscar Isaac's really good in the show. Um, yeah. I mean, it's not, it's a, as it should be. It's an actor showcase. Right, exactly. Yeah, he took it to, you know, prove to everyone that, you know, he's, he's the best. We love the guy. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm a little... I don't know. I, I'd like to know what they do with him, especially considering that I thought, I don't know, the way they marketed it, it's like a six-episode event. And I'm like, oh, is it just a limited series? Like, are we going to get an ending? Yeah. And then there's an end credit scene where it's like, oh, no, you know, it's just beginning. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, I got, well, it was that or like, here's a little tease for the fans of the comics, you know? Yeah. Because, man, I mean, like, every, usually with these shows, I'm like, good, we got one season, we don't need another one. Right. Like, I hate when they say limited season one one thing and then they renew it or whatever. Like Loki, at the end of Loki, it's like it's coming back for season two. And I'm like, all right, sure, whatever. 
this is the one show I want a season two of sure. or a movie of. Yeah. And they are going so hard on the, this is all we're making train. Like, yeah. The creator was like, nope, we're done. Like, goodbye, farewell, no season two. Shay, uh, yeah. Oscar was only signed for a single season, no movie thing, no this. And I'm like, we got to get more from this. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, he's a cool character. Like, I want to see, yeah. you know, I, I would like to see him again. I guess in that regard, the show uh you know succeeded i guess in that you know area yeah i I, i'm just curious when to see i think where a couple locations you could show up the secret wars sure i feel or maybe even blade oh probably yeah that makes sense i don't know anything like mythology based i feel like you can bring them in yeah um which the other thing that's cool is like you know we all started with iron man which is like this very grounded you know uh like boots on the ground marvel movie and then now you know we got like a lot of different like uh belief systems and you know like universes and gods and demons and all this stuff and it's like that's kind of cool and there's even a reference at one point where uh the hippo chick is like oh you know a lot of people have different versions of the afterlife including the ancestral plane from like black panther like oh that's nice you know uh, I'm sure it's a lot to keep track of, yeah. you know, whoever's connecting all the dots and Marvin, Kevin Feige, you yeah. know, connecting everything like that, uh, always sunny in Philadelphia meme, but, you know, like, it's cool to see everything connecting, but then my favorite thing about the show is that it never felt, the connections to the MCU were never, uh, like, that apparent, yeah. like, this was pretty standalone in what he was doing. I don't think we got any connections. Yeah, there were no mentions besides... of, like, Iron Man or, you know, captain america or anything yeah. like that like the ancestral plane might be the only that might have been the only thing right. yeah which I, I'm, I'm thankful for i feel like every now and then i get a little exhausted where it's like you know remember iron man I'm like i do i've seen yeah. the movies i i'm aware i think it worked better for this right sure i mean i think it's stronger because of the lack of connection yeah because if there was i would have been like yeah, yeah, I would have been like, yeah, you know. I did, I did crack that joke in like episode one where he's working at the Egyptian museum, and I'm like, this looks like where Cersei works. Oh and yeah, she you're works right. at like the museum down the street or whatever, the national history. Like she could have showed up, and I'd be like, cool, whatever, you know. Yeah, for sure. I love Joan Chan, but also it wouldn't have added anything. So no, know. I think that's a good thing. They 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 seem to like cut out the fat of like that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, it was pretty interesting. I enjoyed it. Uh, you know, F. Murray Abraham, he voiced Kansu. It's so, I don't know, it's just, it's very funny to me just seeing him in a recording booth, just kind of, you know, narrating as he always does. I'm yeah. like, good for, you know, F. Murray. Love the guy. He's killed it. He was great, yeah. Yeah, he did a good job. I mean, you know, he just did vocal work, but, you know, it's nice to hear him, I and, guess. And Kansu looks so good. Yeah, I thought his design was pretty sick. Um, And every now and then, again, like, the way they would implement him into the settings and stuff like that. Like, he'd be on top of buildings. Yeah. He'd be, like, in the shed. Like, all that stuff was cool. He had, like, that one crouching shot, and it was, like, nighttime or whatever. He's yeah. Like, oh, I love that one. Yeah, that was cool. No, cool. But, I don't know. I mean, as a whole, I enjoyed it. Um, Probably maybe my second favorite Marvel show. I, 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 I'm a defender of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, That's the one you choose to stand by. I know, yeah. A bit of a hot take. But I, I, I... I <laughs> I, I think that one also, uh, Falcon the Winter Soldier's last episode was a little iffy, but I, I liked the character progression of Falcon turning into Captain America. I thought that was cool to see. Um, but I, I thought this was solid. You know, I wasn't angry at it like I was with, I don't know. Well, I wasn't really angry with any of them, but WandaVision, Loki, Hawkeye, by the time all of them ended, I'm like, eh, you know, yeah. I guess. 
So I don't know. I liked it. I thought it was good. Um, uh, one other shot before we move on from this, I want to talk about is when Kanchu and Moon Knight reverse the night sky. Oh yeah, that was cool. That was I, sick. I enjoyed that power, and I also enjoyed just how it looked. It was very cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, this is my number one, and Hawkeye's behind this. Okay. And I guess some people in our circle think that's a hot take. And I yes. I really like Hawkeye, but it's like Haley Steinfeld, you know. Sure. Uh, made me care about Hawkeye, I guess. When, you know. Yeah. But, but Falcon and the Winter Soldier is the one I can excuse most of its flaws because of, of the pandemic. Like, yeah. I understand that impacted heavily. Right. I can, they weren't able to, like, completely finish what they wanted to do. Yeah. And I can see that. Yeah. I can't excuse it. Like, I, I like what they do for what it is and. Yeah, I mean it's messy. I, 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 I think just the main theme of it all. I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, sure. Everyone loves Loki. I don't. Uh, I, I thought it was fine. I think it's a watered down Doctor Who. I think. Oh I said wow. That. I, it is. There's like. I mean, you're not that, wrong. You're not wrong. There's three episodes where they're like wandering around a purple planet. You're like, okay, cool. Well, I, I, I guess I just had wrong expectations. I didn't watch any of the trailers or anything, but I thought it was gonna be like every episode's looking in a different time period like oh, let's yeah. see how that's gonna go and i'm like that sounds kind of fun that would and be, it wasn't yeah. really i don't know yeah like they went to like a few places but then most of it was like oh who's in charge of the tva and I'm like i and that's kind of cool who is and it's like jonathan majors and like i love jonathan majors but the whole time he's just talking and i'm like yeah this isn't that exciting yeah i don't know i would like to see him as kang you know i'm i i love jonathan majors i do but i don't know uh anyway moving on um you know another marvel thing is in our lives because we can never escape from marvel um they're always they're they're always here uh the next installment in the mcu uh has been released dr strange in the multiverse of madness directed by my boy sam raimi um this follows dr strange uh you know living life when all of a sudden uh a multiversal traveler by the name of america chavez uh pops into his universe and together you know they uh travel through different alternate realities to confront a mysterious new villain now here's the thing we can talk about this movie but unfortunately you kind of need to spoil it in order to talk about it so this is a spoiler uh, warning hang on uh, i think we can both say it's good i Go like watch it. it good movie Same check it out me. yeah my guy love him exactly um but yeah anywho if you haven't seen it now is probably your chance to move forward unless you want to hear a spoil it and which you know all regards to you i'm not in charge um can i can i when you explain this here yeah do you feel it's any way nuts that we do start off dr strange is just chilling considering last time we saw him he almost just collapsed the multiverse in <laughs> spider-man and then is now just chilling i felt like the movie the trailer set it up where it was like this is the ramification yeah it, of thought, that. Yeah, it seemed like the trailers made it look like oh you know spider-man and dr strange like this is a one-two punch it's not really yeah not at all yeah okay. they're like fairly connected yeah because like in the trailer like one of the dr stranges or mordo or someone was like you've messed with the multiverse and you've caused this or something you know and it was like oh but no it's just he's he's chilling. He's going to Christine's wedding. Yeah. Guy from Call Me By Your Name shows up and people really like him apparently. Michael yeah. Stuhlmark, my guy. Only showed up for one scene, you know? He got the paycheck. He got that with Got the with credit and then just got out of it. And honestly, that's iconic behavior. Uh, I aspire to have that level of, uh, you know, uh, power. Really. I still can't get over people clapped in my theater for him. I'm like, yeah, that's weird. He? 
That's weird. What's the? I don't understand what the thing was. I mean, you're a music box crowd. I guess they're Schoolmark fans. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. You know. Um. But yeah. So the thing that drew me to this was, you know, I, I thought the first Doctor Strange was fine. I think the visual effects are, you know, pretty extraordinary for what they were. Uh, and I like some of the action sequences and that. But I don't know. I liked Doctor Strange a lot more when he was working with other people. Um, you know, in Infinity War, he just mounts off of Tony Stark and the Guardians of the Galaxy. I thought all that stuff was fun. We've gotten so much of that between the first one and this one. Yeah, he's been in, like, every year that we've had a Marvel movie since 2016, yeah. he's been in. Because 2016, Doctor Strange, 17, Thor Ragnarok, 18, Infinity War, 19, Endgame. There wasn't anything in 20, but 21, we had him in Doctor Strange, and now 2022, yeah. he's got his sequel. Um, so Scott Derrickson was originally going to direct the sequel, seeing as he directed the first one. And then, you know, there were some creative differences and he left the project and I was like, oh, that's kind of sad. And then all of a sudden they brought in Sam Raimi and, you know, my ears just like perked up. I was like, you know, it's like an adrenaline shot just entered my body. I'm like, Raimi, he's back. Um, you know, for those who don't know Sam Raimi, the king, Sam Raimi, uh, he's the guy who brought us the Evil Dead trilogy, the Spider-Man trilogy, uh, you know, one of kind of the icons of kind of cult um, cinema, really. Uh, and, it, you know, he hasn't made a movie since 2013, Oz the Great and Powerful, which Oof. nobody's talking about that. Yeah. Um, He's busy making sourdough. Him, I, him and John Favreau are, are sourdough buddies. You I know? guess so. Yeah. Well, Sam Raimi's also just been producing a lot. He's like, he's, he produced the Evil Dead remake. He produced uh, Don't Breathe. Like every now and then you'll see like a from producer, Sam Raimi. Yeah. And that gets me excited. I'm like, oh, wait, he's not directing like that side. Yeah. So it's his return to you know, superhero movies. Um, and I got to say that this is one of the most stylish MCU movies we've ever yeah. seen. You know, Raimi is moving the camera like a madman. Um, and I was completely on board for all the filmmaking choices made in this movie. I was the exact opposite the first time I watched it. Yeah. Um, I remember you were, you came home and you're like, this is cheesy. Yeah. Like, Kyler. I, I think my exact words were, Scott Derrickson should have directed this. Yeah, and I was and, like, you're 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 a madman. Yeah. Uh I went and saw it a second time and I have um came back on my opinion. I have ate my words, Sam Raimi, you're a king. Yeah, you know. Love the guy. Yeah, he's always doing something. Exactly. M- musically, camera moving, you know, he's always doing something. Yeah, well, I mean, I just got excited because obviously, like the Spider-Man trilogy, I hold near and dear to my heart. Yeah. Um but I, and Remy's like one of my favorite directors. So seeing him work in like the MCU where, you know, aside from maybe James Gunn, Taika Waititi, Ryan Coogler, and uh, Chloe Zhao, like there's not a lot of room for like an actual artistic voice in these movies. Yeah. And here it felt like, you know, while the script is, is pretty much your standard MCU script, Remy was really working overtime uh, and just delivering a lot on, you know, his filmmaking choices. There were some genuinely like scary scenes in this movie, which was awesome. You know, I don't know. There are a lot of like Evil Dead sort of references and homages and stuff like that. And yeah, I and this just got me more excited than any of the plot elements that we'll probably talk about. Yeah, but, it's I definitely feel like if he wasn't doing his thing, this movie would have not been nearly as good as it was. Yeah, because I mean if we if we had well, I'd be interested to see what Derrickson's version would have been. Yeah. Um, only because he seemed like he really wanted to make it a horror movie. And seeing how this had some horror elements to it, like what made him draw the line, like what exactly, you know, didn't happen there. But the weird thing is, I guess it's sort of a miracle that this movie ended up working because this was originally supposed to come out before 
No Way Home. Oh, wow. And then because Sony wanted to stick to that release date, yeah. they decided to rework this movie to fit after No Way Home. Um, and I guess, you know, I, I'm surprised that it ends up as, you know, coherent as it ends up being, which is nice. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I feel like, I'm trying to think, like, uh, add the Spider-Man scene, right? Other than that, I feel like this could have went before. Yeah, maybe. I mean, sure. I mean, and well, I guess the thing we thought was like before, like you were saying before you saw the movie, it's like, oh, you know, is the spy, how does the Spider-Man thing tie in? And the answer is yeah. not at all. Um, you know, the whole thing set in a place by America Chavez, yeah. who's had the power to, you know, jump between multiverses. Uh, Shout out to Sochi Gomez. She was great. She was great. I Love thought her. she was delightful. Um, you know, a lot of these Marvel movies, you and I have been talking about this, but a lot of these Marvel movies seem, and shows have been trying to like rebuild kind of the new status quo and like these new characters i'm excited to see what they do with her uh i think she was great i don't know if she'll fit into the young avengers but i would take it if she does absolutely give her something to do without a doubt um so the other uh draw to this movie that i'm sure some people had was uh elizabeth olsen shows up in this movie as the scarlet witch right after the events of wandavision and i guess what I, I had figured that she would probably be the villain in the movie, mm-hmm. but they just yep. get into it right away. They're like, in, in the first 10 minutes, like, all right, yeah. is the bad guy, go. And I was like, all right, and sounds I, good. I respect that so hard because they, le- they leaned into it so much. And you're like, if they don't reveal it now, come on. Like, you could tell. Yeah, I feel like we would have been just waiting for it yeah. later. Um, but I don't know, the way they made this movie, like, Elizabeth Olsen's basically the Terminator, you know, going after Sochi Gomez and Ben yeah. Cumberbatch. And they're just running away from her and she's destroying everything in her way. I thought she was a really good, like a, a great MCU villain. Um, mostly because A, she was scary, and B, they never, yeah, I don't know, they never played her off as like a joke. Like she's a threat, yeah, you know, hundred percent of the runtime, which was awesome. I do feel like they could have maybe not shot arrows at her for a little bit there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's the one thing where I'm like, okay, she's a threat. It's shown in this movie. Why are we just shooting arrows at her? Yeah, you'd think there'd be a lot more, you know, uh, defense at the yeah. Carmitage or whatever. Yeah. Or move. Be like, oh, we told her we were Carmitage. She's the most powerful being in this entire <laughs> Yeah, you guys row. have portals. Like, you guys can hide. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, basically, you know, it picks up after WandaVision, where she, you know, lost her kids, however you want to describe it, in WandaVision, and here she's like, oh, my kids are in another universe, and America Chavez can get me into the other universe, but I need to kill America Chavez because she's dangerous and inherit her powers, all this sort of stuff. Um, It goes from, like, her just wanting to find kids to, oh, you're a psychopath? Yeah. When Bendik Wong's like, why do you why do you need her powers exactly? Why can't you just have her send you to a universe? And she's like, what if my kids get sick? I need to travel the multiverse to make sure they're not sick. And I'm like, okay. Like, I mean, you know, that's that's when you're like, you're unhinged. Yeah, she's crazy. Um, and the way they justify it is a little, I don't know. It's like, oh, the dark hole, you know, the magical book that she had from WandaVision, like that's making her evil. Okay. Yeah. All right, that's sure. fine. Um, I don't know. A lot of people, the response to this movie has been a little weird. Um, some people, you know, I, I think Raimi fans are liking it because of all the weird choices. Yeah. And they're not loving the cameos, and Marvel fans want there to be more cameos and less of the, you know, crazy camera tricks and stuff like that. I don't know. The, the response has been a little muted everywhere. So I, I think there's been a divisive response on a lot of stuff. Um, but I mean, I'll be honest, and we'll, we'll, I guess now's a good time as any to jump into, you know, 
the cameo stuff, but like the filmmaking stuff, I found just more interesting than you know the oh time for cameos. Yeah, at least for me. Um, but because well, it's like what the Illuminati is ten minutes of the movie or something. Yeah, and the movie kind of grinds to a halt. For yeah, the Illuminati to show up. It really does. And I mean, you know, I, I, you know, some people were like, oh, Blaine, did you like this better than No Way Home? Yes, it's Sam Raimi. Um, <laughs> but I, at least No Way Home, I feel like implemented the ca- the cameos, the, like the three Spider-Men at the end. I feel like they were implemented better than the story. Yeah. This was more like, all right, time for cameos for this brief moment and then back to the story. Yeah. Um, so, Dr. Strange and uh, America Chavez go to... A parallel universe. Eight one three. Yeah. Uh, where you know in this universe, uh, Mordo, played by Shimatel Ejiofor, um, is the Sorcerer Supreme, and uh, he's also a member of the Illuminati, Marvel's uh, comic team of uh, you know, kind of the smartest minds uh and characters. And in this group, we have Haley Atwell as Captain Carter, who you know. Lover. Oh yeah, absolutely. Secret fix me. That's <laughs> both times I saw it, my audience burst into applause. So yeah, a lot of people were happy to see her. Um, She's the connective tissue of the MCU. I stand by that. Yeah. I mean, well, now Doctor Strange, I guess, is. But at, at one time, she was like, you know, she oh yeah, Captain America. Yeah. She started Shield. She was she, an Ant Man for yeah, a brief second. Yeah, exactly. not, I, I see where you're coming from there. Um, yeah, so it was cool to see her play her kind of what if uh, character. Um, so she was cool. They had Black and Bolting and Black Bolt from the Inhumans. And that was the one that took me most by surprise. Yeah. Because for those who don't remember, Inhumans was a show back in 2017 yeah. uh, that was god-awful. Like, they used IMAX cameras to film for ABC. Um, and they brought back Anson Mount to play yeah. Black Bolt. So that was cool. I respect that. Yeah, I was just like, lot. this is a poll. Um, which I was a little, like, obviously these cameo uh are more like oh remember this guy yeah, and yeah. that's fun to an extent but it was weird like that was the one i was most surprised about. i was like oh shit yeah um so that was cool seeing black bolt uh and michael's just a cool superhero too yeah you know he's silent because if he talks he'll kill you and the sound design for his voice too yeah was sick i agree i agree especially hearing that shit and told me i was like this is oh incredible. yeah um and then they had uh, Captain Marvel, except this time it's not Brie Larson. It's uh, Lashana Lynch. Yeah, Lashana Lynch uh, from No Time to Die, who played Maria Rambo. Maria, right? Yeah, Rambo. Yeah, Maria Rambo, uh, the Captain Marvel's best friend. Um, so she's Captain Marvel now. Uh, both times my audience had no reaction for her, but it was cool seeing her. Yeah. Uh, she was the best part of the Captain Marvel. Like she was one of the better parts of the Captain Marvel. I movie, agree so. with that. Uh, you know, it was nice seeing her. And then, uh, you know, kind of the two heavyweights that most people are going to be talking about. Uh, the introduction of Mr. Fantastic to the Marvel Universe, played by none other than uh, Jim Halpert himself, John Krasinski. Which, I mean, I you know, the fan casts were going around for a while. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't necessarily unpredictable, but it was, it was it, you know, it was, it was interesting to see him, for I, sure. I think we had that red herring of Tom Cruise Iron Man. Yeah. Like, kind of like drew audience over here and right. then he showed up it's like ah you know yeah so the surprise of that was fun both times i saw it uh you know my audience lost their mind um which you know it's always nice to see an audience you know interact with yeah movie. uh yeah and that's what these marvel movies are built for especially the cameo scene but uh no it was cool it was nice to see him i didn't really get anything from his character all that no. much he was just kind of doing his thing um but i mean you know it's cool that we finally have the fantastic four however you know you want to interpret that yeah. i guess 
Uh, and then, you know, the one that they hinted in the trailer is Patrick Stewart returns. They blew that in the trailer. I wish they didn't show that. That's yeah. my thing. I would have been a lot more surprised and happy if he showed up. But again, nice to see Patrick Stewart. What a guy. Uh, coming back as Professor X from the X-Men movies. Rolling out in his little yellow. Yeah, uh, his Nokia brick, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. from the comics. Uh, yeah, so it was nice to see him. Um, and I was a little worried. I'm like, okay, what are they doing here? Like, how... How much is this going for? And this turned into like maybe one of my favorite scenes in the movie where Wanda shows up and just brutally murders them all. Yep. In horrifying fashion. And I was like, this is awesome. Yeah. This is incredible. That I and I I love that. Cause it's like, man, shows her power. It just shows like because they're so cocky too. Yeah. Lynch is like, we got this little Scarlet Witch, like we don't gotta worry about it. And then man, just shredded. Yeah, literally. Yeah, Mr. Fantastic shredded. Black Bolt gets his like head like imploded. Yeah. Uh, Captain Marvel dies like falling rubble, which is ridiculous, yeah. but whatever. Uh, yeah. Captain Carter gets cut in half yeah. by her own shield, yeah. and then Professor X gets his neck snapped. Which you know, how many times are you gonna see Professor X die? Yeah. Like we've seen Patrick Stewart as Professor X die three times. I don't know how many more times I can take it. We did get him in that slick light or black turtleneck where he's just walking around he looks great he, he looks great. great yeah yeah love the guy also we got one of the best lines in the movie there where she goes um do your kids have a mother or something and john Krasinski, or mr fantastic goes yeah and she goes good there'll be someone to take care of him after you're dead yeah that was like cold that. That i was, was like this is wild that was cold what blood. is going on yeah. um yeah so that was crazy that was a very fun set piece and a good way to end cameo city you know portion of the movie yeah um but then it gets into like i don't know one of my favorite third acts of any marvel movie most of the time you know kind of like what you were saying with the marvel tv shows i feel like it can be applied to the marvel movies as well where you know sometimes they kind of blow the third act and you're like all right i'm not really all that interested it boils down to a cgi fest between superhero and a different colored villain yeah superhero same thing and here it's like okay we're just gonna have a wacky idea dr strange is going to you know uh jump into the body of a other doc of a dead doctor strange in his universe and become basically a zombie doctor strange who controls an army of the dead yeah. to fight scarlet witch that's awesome <laughs> that shot where where the demons form the cape that was so cool there. yeah there's that awesome. scene where like his hand like you know the, in the zombie doctor strange like reaches oh. out from like the ground the, the ground and i'm like this is evil dead Raimi right yeah here. Yeah, and then even later we've discussed the like the when he's talking to Sush, or um, Soshi Gomez and his mouth is moving like really <laughs> weird. And at first it threw me off, but then yeah, it's camped. Yeah, yeah it's he's great. giving he's giving like this little like you know prep scene, just like you got this, you're a badass, you gotta kick this witch's ass. And the whole time it's just a zombie, and I was yeah. like dying. I'm like this is awesome. Yeah, and there's like some line in there where it's like you're going to have to try harder to kill me if you want to kill me or something like that. It's, like, that's incredible. This time, you're going to have to try, uh, do something more to kill me than kill me. It's yeah. not like that. I'm like, that's yeah, yeah. awesome. That's so cool. Um, but yeah, just the way like action sequences were handled, I thought was just, I don't know, most of the time you don't come to the Marvel movie for the action. And I feel like they did a really good job with like the concept of this. Because you have, you know, they have that scene where Scarlet Witch is invading uh kind of the body of one and it's like this like almost horror movie scene yeah. you've got dr strange versus another version of dr strange where it's like this note battle yeah and danny Elfman's score is just popping off in that moment um you know they fight using like musical notes and stanzas and that was sick and then it just comes to the head like this finale where you know you have an undead dr strange it was awesome like that's so cool we never get anything like that 
Um, I don't know. It, it, like, I was just grinning like a madman for most of it, which was nice. It's a fun movie, for sure, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so the way, I mean, I guess as far as complaints go, again, you can feel the MCU wheels still turning. Like, this is Sam Raimi piloting an MCU ship. Yeah. Uh, and as much as, you know, the direction is fun, and the script is still, like, it's nothing amazing. There's still efforts for, I, I feel like Doctor Strange has a nice little arc where it's like, you know, because he's so busy, he can never really be happy. Uh, and, you know, they explore the multiverse in a way where it, it parallels him nicely with Scarlet Witch in a way of, like, you know, they can never quite have what they want. Like, they both want, you know, like, they, this idealized version of themselves yeah. they can't really have. I thought all that stuff was fine, but they never really... I don't know, dove into it in a way where you're like, oh, this is really affecting. Yeah, it's just enough where you're like, oh, they're on the same path. They just take different ways. Yeah, it's of. it's kind of like it's kind of like the basic idea for a story arc where you're like, okay, yeah. like they tried. It's nothing like incredible or anything. But... Because Wanda is using the dark hold to get her kids, and right. then Strange apparently in every other single multiverse in the entire multiverse, he's he's using the dark hold to get um. Christine, right? Well, it never works, but yeah, right. And you know, shout out to Rachel McAdams. Didn't yeah. have a ton to do, but at least she has more to do. Eight one three, um, Christine. Yeah, kick ass. Like her a lot. Yeah, I thought she was good. She um, gets that little moment with the lantern and the sand. Yeah, that was nice. And go she back had to hell, go yeah, back yeah. to hell. She, yeah, I was like, this is awesome. Yeah. Um, I love this. I mean, I mean, yeah, I can see it being a little crazy for some people, and I can see, you know, I obviously. I, I feel like this is kind of been a more divisive Marvel movie than most, um, only because of like kind of the swings that it chooses to take. Yeah. And, and some people can see it as Raimi not being Raimi enough, obviously, because he's under the Marvel wheel. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I, I found this delightful. Um, you know, it's nice to have an actual filmmaker behind these movies. Agreed. Um, yeah. And I don't know, it just looked better than other Marvel movies too. Like most of the time Marvel movies are injected in like a blue screen. And you're like, uh, like I, I can tell this isn't real, yeah. but I don't know the color correction and you know, the, uh, the lighting, like it all made it look real. I, I think for me, it also helped seeing the music box on the film yeah. looking like shit. Like I'm like this CG, this CGI looks terrible. These special effects look terrible. Right. And then seeing it in Dolby the next day. And I'm like, wow, these look amazing. Why did I pay 13 bucks to go see on film? You know? Right. Um, yeah, no, they look beautiful. Absolutely. Like, it's so good. And, and I wonder how much, if any, is the volume or whatever that LED wall circle yeah. thing is. Because I think they used it on this. I think, I'm sure they did. Yeah, yeah a lot yeah. of Disney uh, projects are using yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. I mean, obviously, you can point out the fact that, like, well, none of the Illuminati are in the same room with each other. Which, like, uh, yeah, fucking duh. Yeah, John um, Krasinski. I'm, it's, it's almost funny how, like... I will say that maybe bad CG or something when the portal pops in when he pop, when he like it's oh sure in yeah the portal I'm like all right whatever like he's clearly not yeah there. but I mean you gotta know how these Marvel movies work at yeah. some point you know just kind of walk exactly. by it unlike um, some people yeah know. yeah right right that I, that lie detector thing with Elizabeth Holmes oh it's incredible me. incredible people movie. are like they've never met what do you mean <sighs> so yeah I know how these movies work at yeah. some point um but um I will say my biggest like takeaway not takeaway but like um criticism with this movie i feel it lacked heart sure I, yeah i don't i don't think the wanda beats hit as hard as they could have yeah i think i i i can see where you're coming from for that because i mean obviously you know at the end wanda has a change of heart and they're like oh you know you become so much of a monster that your kids are scared of you sort of thing and i like that but i i i, I yeah I, I can kind of see where you're coming from they could have drilled it in further yeah 
also I had something else that there was I think it's just mostly the heart that it that it lacked was all sure um for me but also the sound design of that line the crux the whole emotional scene yeah where Wanda says something to Scarlet Witch both times in my theater I was like huh and everyone around me was like huh and I feel like if that was sound designed better yeah it because the music was kind of blaring right at that moment where it's like emotional music sort of thing yeah I see and from. then whatever wanda said whatever 813 wanda said yeah like, someone like no they'll be taken care of or something like that yeah it gets lost in the shuffle and yeah i think that really deafens the emotional impact that sure scene. sure but overall um four stars for me what would you give it oh yeah no i mean i'm in agreement um my last thing is that there are two kinds of people in this world kyla uh-huh. there are people who like the mid-credit scene and hate the end credit scene and there are people who don't like the mid-credit scene and like the end credit scene. Yeah. And if you're in that latter camp, I love you. And if you're in the former camp, I hate you. Yeah. For those who don't know what we're talking about, our boy Bruce Campbell. Sam Raimi's boy Bruce love, Campbell. Love it. Our love it. We love the guy. My entire theater erupted when he showed up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, it's just nice to see him. I love Bruce Campbell. I want him to be my father. Um, he's everyone's father, really. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I love the guy. And it was so nice to see him. That made me more happy than any of the cameos. So, you know. Yeah, that was pretty. That was uh, it was yeah, wholesome yeah, yeah it was, it's wholesome that's exactly the word i was like my heart grew like three three times yeah. that day which was nice i do love there's a tiktok thing that's like uh marvel fans waiting 30 minutes to the credits to have someone go pop up and go i'm skippy dippy <laughs> and, and that's kind of how the last that's how the post credits is kind of where yeah he's like it's over now or whatever right. and you're like okay thanks. right I also want to say the last shot in the movie was perfect. Um, sort of this evil dad, like, Dr. Strange is walking out. It's a nice day. And all of a sudden he screams oh. over in pain. The camera whips around. He's got like a third eye. I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah, you get that, you get that like shred from the round. Yeah. And you're like, all right. Yeah, I, I just love that. Sam Raimi, never stop. I want him to make another movie. Hopefully, I mean, I, I'd like to see him. I just want to see him make a, another movie, first and foremost. But if he makes Dr. Strange 3, that'd be great. Yeah. Oh, you think we're getting a three? I mean, they'd have to with Charlize Theron, I guess. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, remember Charlize yeah. Theron? Me neither. You can tie up the Doctor Strange trilogy with him and Clea getting married. I guess so, and... yeah. I don't know. I, or Sam Raimi just doing another Marvel yeah. character. I don't know. I'm, I'm not complaining. I just want to see another Sam Raimi. He's apparently working on Dark Man too. Hell yeah. Now, so. I'm all in. I'm all in. Love that guy. Um, All right, so that brings us to uh, kind of our final oh, segment. Can oh. I ask you before we move on? Yeah, absolutely. Do you have this placed in your ranking somewhere? Yeah. Uh, and like, what what's your placement in your overall grand ranking of the Marvel Universe? Uh, This is like number seven. Wow, okay. I like it. I yeah. think it's great. Me, no, I'm not, that wow wasn't shock. It's number 10 for me. Yeah. And I was shocked by myself putting it that high. Right. But it deserves it. Yeah, it's good. It's, yeah, it's an upper tier one, I'd say. It's a good, it's a good Marvel movie. Um, and I don't know, just the, the filmmaking of it elevates it for me. Or okay. it's something I can rewatch and not feel like things are dragging to get to a particular yeah. moment. Because a lot of the filmmaking, like, I'm like, oh, okay, this is good. And the only moment where I roll my eyes is like the cameo city. We've, We've both seen this movie. You've seen this twice. Twice. And I've seen this two and a half, three times. Yeah, exactly. Um, and zips. It zips every time. Oh, yeah. It's what? What's the runtime? Two hours and six? Yeah, yeah, two and six. It doesn't feel like it at all. No. Easy, easy. Um, all right. So that brings us to, uh, you know, I, I one thing I love to do on the show here. I love to do lists. Yeah. Just love them. They're so fun. Uh, and I love to get, you know, different people's takes. So what we're going to do 
is uh, out of the whole MCU, they released 28 movies oh that they've had so far. Uh, and you and I are going to give, uh, you know, our lovely listeners, our top five Marvel movies um, and, you know, our little thoughts on them afterward. And how this will work is, uh, I guess I'll go first. I'll go five, you go five, four, four, three, three, two, two, one, one, all that stuff. So number five for me uh, is 2012, The Avengers. Um you know, I, I don't know who directed this. Uh, weird that this movie had no director. Yeah, yeah, no, no director, no screenwriter. Uh, you know, it just kind of got made. Um, but all jokes aside, I think it's kind of a miracle that this movie ended up working. You kind of take it for granted the fact that you have, you know, six main characters from different stories and universes yeah. all collapsing together. Um, and you know, don't know who the scriptwriter was, but <laughs> it is a very tight script. Um, yeah. and I think the way they're able to, uh, I don't know, just the chemistry between everyone. Uh, Loki's a good threat for all of them to face. Yeah. The final battle is really, you know, kind of a kind of stand up and sheer moment. Um, just a lot of great lines, a lot of fun moments. Uh, and I, I don't know, like I feel like a lot of people are taking it granted, especially considering like the large scale that all these Marvel movies are now. Yeah. I feel like it's kind of quaint to look at look back at something like this. Yeah. But I think that just goes to show the quality of the movie. And I just think it's a it's a great time. Um, and I, I think it's one of the best blockbusters. Uh, that we've had in the 2000s. So, I, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And also, like, you're, you're right, it is quaint because the setup was maybe like not everyone got their own movie beforehand. Yeah. It, well, nearly everyone. Yeah, because we, well, we never had like Black Widow yeah. and Hawkeye like Hawkeye as did. main characters. Yeah, I, I mean, Black Widow was in Iron, Iron Man, Man 2, too. But like, yeah, the quaint size of that lead up. Whereas yeah, it's now, like a small, yeah, it's like a small group as opposed to like, we've got 40 million yeah, main characters. exactly. Um, yeah, but it's cute. Uh, you know, I, I there's a lot of really funny moments. Uh, yeah, I just think it's a classic Marvel movie. I think they set out exactly what they wanted to do. It's a rousing success. Uh, don't know who directed it, uh, and I won't speak on that. But yeah, yeah it's a great movie. So uh, what's your number five? My number five, Infinity War. Oh, there you uh, go. Might be surprised that it's that low. Sure. Or that it's I can't say I'm not hang on. I was gonna say something that'll blow my later numbers. Uh it's just great. You know, it's the first half of a two-parter. Uh sets everything up, gets your characters in place, um, ends on a devastating ending. Arguably, yeah, I think it's the most marvel. I yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, obviously you had people in the theater be like, well, they didn't just kill off those people, did they? And you're like, they'll be back next year. You know what I mean? But like, it certainly was one of those moments where you're watching this. You're like, wait a minute, Black Panther just had a movie. Yeah. And now he's dead. Yeah. What is going on? It, it's, it's yeah. Probably one of the best endings. You're right. Um, just brutal. And we don't get that enough. Yeah. Where like every movie has to end on like a uprising point, you know, a high point of, yeah. oh, every, uh, we saved the day and whatnot. And it was nice to have one where it's like, ah, oh, no. We lost. Yeah. It's such a depressing ending to yeah. a movie that, you know, almost made $2 billion. Yeah. You know, I, I, I was never in an audience where children were crying, but I wish I could have been. That would have been so great. <laughs> that would have been. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, Infinity Wars awesome. I just think the Russo brothers know what they're doing. And, Absolutely. And the way, I'll get into it later, but the way they're able to handle that many characters too without it feeling like a mess yeah. is to be commended. Because they they like basically break them up into three four teams maybe and then can just manage to keep the action running and the plot you know yeah coherent enough where in the end you know you're like great and the runtime is like you know 2 30 it just you know flies yeah. by um yeah uh, absolutely uh okay so my number four is captain america the winter soldier 
Okay. Um, yeah. You know, back with our Russo brothers. Uh, kind of crazy that this movie is as good as it is. Um, you know, obviously the director bullshit will be like, oh, you know, it's a political thriller. I, it's just a really good spy movie. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, obviously the trick with Captain America having his first movie being in like World War II, you, it begs the question like, okay, what is, what do you do with him now that he's in the modern world? Yeah. And they should make a really good spy movie. Um, I think it's very, the action sequences are really intense. Uh, you know, you don't exactly, I don't know, you don't exactly know what's going on the whole time. So there's this kind of fun level of engagement. Uh, the way they team up Captain America with Black Widow and Falcon, I liked all that stuff. Uh, you know, the emotional crux uh, with Bucky and all that stuff, I think, is really well handled. Um, I just think it's a really solid action movie first. Uh, it falls into the Marvel trappings a bit in the third act, but even still, it's more of a, it's still a quality uh, third act, mostly because it still relies on, like, the emotional element between Cap and Bucky. Yep. Um, and I also think that's my favorite Black Widow hairstyle, too, in that movie. Agree. Yeah. I agree, yeah. And they never brought it back, which is understandable, but I, I, I like her hair, uh, her hairstyle in that movie a lot. And I, I think you're like I think it benefits so well from the fact he was in two movies maybe for that where he got adjusted to the normal world yeah and then now we're just straight into like him doing his thing you know? yeah and I, the whole conflict of like you know oh should the government be trusted like what do I do like that stuff was interesting and I thought that was well handled yeah but yeah Winter Soldier I think it's great um you know I I there's some dumb stuff in it uh I don't know if I love the whole I'm in a computer thing yeah. like that's a little silly for me, but everything else I think is rock solid. So yeah, yeah. that's my number four. Uh, my number four is um, Spider-Man Homecoming. Homecoming. All right. I love Spider-Man. Sure. I think this movie does it. I mean, it's cl- it's the closest thing we're going to get to a Spider-Man movie in the MCU in terms of like, hi, I'm your neighborhood friendly Spider-Man. Sure. And all of that. And I think it works well. You know, Michael Keaton eating it up as the ball is that the best twist yeah. in any marvel movie i'll stand by that yeah because yeah. like i that was the one time in a marvel movie where like a twist generally coming i'm like oh shit yeah me too yeah i remember get like in the theater yeah, like, yeah really good moment i love that the whole theater in my theater was like yeah, yeah it was great yeah it's, it's such a good twist and then just followed up by one of the best scenes in the movie for sure of of him taking elizabeth i think her name is, yeah liz and yeah liz and and uh peter to the dance oh and it's like the red lights and and then like you know it just oh you work for tony stark huh what's that like and then it like the light turns green as he looks back in the mirror and like it all clicks and you're like aha yeah yeah." that seems really great it's tense yeah and then he like He's like, I need to talk to Peter real quick. And she's like, ah, oh, dad, don't scare him too much. He has like a gun there. He's like, I will shoot you <laughs> if you, you know, and it's like, ah, oh, it's so good. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's great. It sets up such lovable characters. I think Peter's great. Um, Marissa Tomei, Aunt May is, is just it's amazing. Sure. Uh, she's great, you know. Um, you get Ned. He's cool, you know. He's, Absolutely. What are you what are you doing in here? Uh, uh watching porn? Yeah, uh, like, great, I, line. I, I, great line. Yeah. I think I think it is a very it's successfully very funny. Um yeah. obviously I think what they were aiming for was a lot more inspiration from your Ferris Bueller's your yeah. you know, Breakfast Club like kind of teen comedy. Um I I'm I, I'm a little more mixed on it than you, but I, I can definitely appreciate Homecoming being a favorite. Uh yeah. I think it's one of the better Spider-Man movies that we've had for sure. Uh 
I, I wish that he wasn't carried by Iron Man the I whole agree. movie. That's the one problem. And I think the action's a little weak in that movie, too, for me. Yeah. There, the moment with him on the Empire State Building is great. Uh, not the Empire State, the Washington Monument. Yeah, I like that. Uh, and then we get the whole fairy action sequence. Yeah, is... like, that's fine. I, I, I just feel like sometimes it's at odds with teen comedy and then spider-man like i feel like sometimes yeah there's two different goals that they're trying to accomplish there and i don't know if it means it well but it's one of those i think a lot of people i, I feel like i'm in the minority for not caring about it enough mm-hmm. i think a lot of people do really like it so that's valid man uh Keaton's one of the best marvel villains for i sure. agree i wish they brought him back but unfortunately i think he's stuck in morbius well that's not talking about morbius yeah <laughs> i do like one other thing the scene where he's like thwipping through the trees and then he comes to a park and he just eats it and and they like have to run across yeah that's great yeah we've never really had that in a marvel movie like the whole like oh what do i do when there's not something to yeah. swing on like that's kind of funny because well uh, yeah and at least in all the other spider-mans he's almost always in the big city right 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 yeah for sure no i i i agree um i think it's good uh and i i i, I respect that pick um okay so my number three is uh guardians of the galaxy volume two uh this is james gunn's sequel to the first guardians of the galaxy and man this has nothing new with any of the marvel movies and it's just an emotional vibe where all the characters are just depressed and they need to work out their issues you know men would rather go to therapy than just uh you know destroy the universe and you know guard the galaxy and that was that's what this movie is all about um the soundtrack's great I think all the characters are on their in-game. And somehow it makes Yondu a character in the first Guardians of the Galaxy who wasn't, like, not memorable. It makes him, like, the best character in the movie. Um, I love it. I think it's great. I think Kurt Russell as the villain is inspired. Um, I think it's, like, genuinely one of the most emotional Marvel movies. The end will have me tearing up every single time I watch it. It's one of those that I, you know, and we'll get to your opinion on it in just a second, but it's one of those that, like, I can get it not being for everyone only because it's so different from all the other Marvel movies in the sense of, again, nothing's connected. And it's just like, we are following these characters and only these characters. Um, but I don't know. I think it's the strongest character work in the MCU. And I love all the Guardians of the Galaxy. Rocket and Quill, I would die for them. I love Baby Fruit. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, uh, talk shit. Go for it. Uh, I like Kurt Russell. You know, he's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, David Hasselhoff, he's cool. Love David <laughs> he Hasselhoff. David Hasselhoff the cameo. Um, I like the Ravagers showing up at the end there. You get Stallone and Michelle Yeoh. That's right. That's right. Uh, hey, I'm just, I'm just, I'm reaching for things I like uh, about this you movie. Fuck. Uh, right. Elizabeth Debicki, she's great. You know? <laughs> God <laughs> no, damn you! Uh, this has one of the best openings of the of a Marvel. Oh movie, yeah, right? where Baby Groot's dancing yeah, to the Mister Blue Sky. Yeah. that's great. Yeah. Um, I need to rewatch this movie. I yeah. know I I'm not going to talk shit about this movie. I just need to rewatch it. Is what I'm learning. Mantis is a cool addition, you know. Yeah, I mean, hey, you know, hey, everyone's I, entitled to their own opinion. I don't. So dis- you're valid. I don't dislike anything in this movie. Sure. You're just like, why is it so low? I don't know. Okay. Um, in right. my ranking, it's very low. It's like, it's like 22, maybe. No, it's, uh, it's that's it's, that's blasphemy. It's really low. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, you know, James Gunn. He can never go Love the wrong. guy. I feel like every movie he's made is, is like visually better than the next, too. Yeah. Guardian, the first Guardians, you know, is a great looking Marvel movie, especially because it's like really, really colorful. Yeah. Guardians 2, the color palette is just like, what if Rainbow? And I'm like, okay, sick. And then the Suicide Squad is like, 
what if rainbow on crack and i'm like this is awesome yeah. so um and volume two looks great yeah yeah i think it's like i think it's still the best looking marvel movie as far as like aesthetics go yeah um i think you're right with that but i don't know big guardians 2 fan i love it i die for it um very excited for guardians 3 that's like the number one marvel movie and i'm like bring it on I'm yeah excited. so it's definitely the opposite of the spectrum from eternals right yeah like i think they're both very aesthetically different very good yeah. in their own re- regards but different yeah yeah because guardians is a lot more like we're gonna go crazy yeah. and eternals is like we're gonna be very documentarian and yeah. look at this yeah look at the environments like all that stuff yeah um but yeah all right so you're number three uh yeah i was gonna talk shit about <laughs> volume two more no. <laughs> i have nothing bad to say about this movie i just need to rewatch it i'm sure it'll go up there you go um three i'm a spider-man chill of course no no uh no way home no way home yeah, Spider-Man No Way Home. What can I say? Uh, what can you say? John Watts, great director. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I guess. Uh, no, um, it's just what, you know, it's what we all wanted. You get the three Spider-Man. Yeah, three Spider-Man. yeah I mean, I can't, hey, I can't not. Doctor that. Strange is doing his thing, I guess. Sure. We got an epilogue on Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin. That He's great. Dafoe killed it, man. Dafoe um, killed him. Alfred Molina. Uh, wow, another killer right there. Love the guy. Uh, Doc yeah. Ock. Uh, 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 Tom Church and Sandman, you know? Okay. Yeah. He was there, you know? We're reaching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like, but let's just go to Jamie Foxx, you know? He was Jamie Foxx, uh, yeah. Uh, Electrifying, you know? <laughs> there you go. That's your cue. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, I, I, I do like knowing home. It's hard not to, especially seeing all three yeah. Spider Men. Like, when I was watching it for the first time, I'm like, I can't believe what I'm watching here. It's satisfying. It's yeah. wish fulfillment, maybe, and it's satisfying. But at sure. least. And, you know, as corporate as the movie might have intention, at least as a solid emotional arc, I think something that Doctor Strange lacked that No Way Home has in this regard is that emotional element. Yeah. Because, like, Peter Parker is going through, like, a really rough patch in this movie. Like, he's getting beaten up in this movie, emotionally and physically. And the way it ends is kind of depressing for him as well. Um, So I I liked that. They felt felt like there were genuine emotional stakes in a Marvel movie, which... You know, you don't really have all that, I think, so. Yeah, and I think the one we can definitely leap to is Andrew Garfield saves Steals the show. Zendaya. Yeah. Like, when he saves Zendaya, um, tears. Oh, yeah. I, you know, you're just, that's, oh, that's that's the emotional moment I wanted from Doctor Strange right there. One of the best surprises of that movie was the fact that Andrew Garfield, like, completely stole the show. Yeah. Because you don't really think that going in. Like, you're like, yeah. oh, like, all right, you know everyone's gonna do a good job and when i see andrew and toby yeah. again and toby's great but like andrew is like it's like man we underestimated this guy he yeah. deserves so much he, better he didn't even get a full trilogy i know right yeah like which i mean everyone's come in you know everyone's like oh bring amazing spider-man 3 i'm like yeah i mean uh, it'd be cool to bring andrew back but if it's gonna be like a morbius sort of thing we don't want it yeah i agree with that but um i think yeah because like no offense to toby he shows up looking like a youth pastor they Absolutely. make that joke it, they're like who's that and he like turns around and it's a very bad like cgi portal and he's just right. there and it's like all right and then andrew comes in he's like hey what's up guys like ah i, I can get the spider web for you yeah right, andrew's you know? energy is just infectious yeah all the time. it's so good yeah he killed it last year and the three of them just like it, it felt like just improv when they were just yeah. like on the, the you know the uh i'm the part of the avengers oh what's that a band yeah you know, all that uh, stuff was great um and i devote killed it yeah I, I i can't fault you for having it up there it's good and uh andrew has that one of like um what is he saying? 
I'm not cool. I'm lame. He's like, look at you. Like Toby's like, look at you. You're cool. You're the coolest of yeah. all of us ever. And then we cut on the negative talk. Right? Yeah. You're amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, the back thing. Oh, you have a back thing too. Yeah. Just so good. The whole, even when they're in the lab, you know, and they're just bantering off of each other. Yeah. I hope we've seen the three of them again. I think that'd be nice. Yeah. I would too. I don't know how they do that. I'm a little scared how they do that, but yeah, they, they, it, it, it was well, nice to see that fulfilled. I, I see a future where them three, we get Spider-Verse movie, them three, Spider-Gwen, Silk. I love Silk. That's yeah. why I like one thing. Let's get Silk in there. I don't care how. Sure. Moon, Lover. Uh, and then we have those five defeating, you know, some, somebody. Some threat. Madam Web, although we can't because... They're doing that with the good job. Yeah, Tyler. stop. I don't want to hear that name. <laughs> I, uh, it's me, your neighborhood friendly Dr. Michael Morbius. It's Dr. Michael Morbius. I'm your friendly neighborhood Michael. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I can't argue with that. Uh, okay, so. What's your two? Can I guess this going to be Guardians? No, number wow. two is Infinity War. Wow. Uh, Infinity War's great, man. Like, I agree. I kind of like what we were saying. Um, it's still probably the darkest Marvel movie, considering that you know, more than half of the characters just die at the end, Agreed. which is awesome. Uh, and Thanos is a really great villain. Like, yeah. you know, we were kind of like, here's this purple guy. And uh, they made him quite compelling. Um, and there's not a lot to say. I think it's better than Endgame. Um, only in the way that I feel like Endgame, sometimes the plot mechanics get in the way of the emotional story, whereas Infinity War is like, go, 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 go. Um, but, I mean, it's great. I can't, yeah. yeah. I don't uh, have a lot to say. In, in Infinity War, Thanos probably best film we forgot oh out of the mcu probably yeah i mean it's him killmonger when we scarlet witch probably yeah. up there uh yeah. and then vulture maybe yeah because him and him and uh end game not nearly as good yeah and the whole like oh i gotta i i don't remember anything about you guys yeah. kind of takes away an emotional impact yeah because it's like 2014 Thanos, yeah he's still so menacing but there's not that emotional like yeah, there. Um, I agree. Which is a little rough, but I don't know. Yeah, Vinny, uh, where's my number two? What do you got for your number two? My number two is Endgame. Oh! I agree with you that the emotional stuff, I feel like, really can slow it down and whatnot. Sure. But it's, it's, a, it's the bow on the, get, uh, the present, right? Yeah, it, I can't it wraps, complain. It wraps it all up. It does it well. It's too satisfying to complain about. That's the thing. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, the first half is so depressing and awesome too. Yeah. Um, and then you know, they go into the time heist, and then you know, it's just the last hour is just like, all right, we're gonna satisfy you. Yeah, here you go. Exactly. I love the the whole time heist thing. I'm a big fan, I guess, when shows go back and like or like media goes back and kind of honors what came before. Yeah, because I mean, obviously the time travel logic is a bit iffy, but the whole fact of like, okay, these characters are you know, it, it's sort of a flashback to, like, what they've been through, sort yeah. of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, exploring their past traumas, because in the Iron Man, like, his parents, Captain America, Peggy, Thor, you know, his family, like, that yeah. sort of stuff. I thought all that stuff was really well handled. Yeah, I think, I don't know, sometimes I feel like you get really lost in the details of, like, it's, like, it, it's almost too nostalgia-based, and I feel like the time heist maybe avoids that. Sure. Because it is so emotional, and it's really, like you said, it it adds to their arcs and, and they get to say goodbye to characters that we didn't necessarily get to see them say goodbye to, I guess, because Tony doesn't get to say goodbye to his dad. Right. Um, I don't know. I haven't seen the dark world, so I don't know. If yeah, you're not missing a ton there, but it's interesting that they go back to the dark world. That's for it sure. Is. I don't know if, yeah, Natalie Portman there. Oh, you know. Yeah, um, she was 
not even there for yeah. filming. Which yeah. is hilarious. Uh, but does Dorit say goodbye to Renee Russo, yeah. mom, in the movie? No, not in the movie. She's not. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I figured. So, so like, tell me really good. Yeah, mom. and then you get also soft spot for Agent Carter over here. Sure. I mean, sure. You get Peggy. Yeah, she shows up. Connective tissue once again in the MCU. You sure. also get Jarvis, the, Dar- the guy yeah. who played Jarvis in the, the Agent, yeah, the Agent, Agent Carter, Carter show. show. Yeah, love it. That was a cute little detail. That's fun. I um, like that. Yeah, I. I mean, it's, it's hard to get angry. That third act yeah. is so satisfying. Captain America picking up the hammer is like maybe the most badass thing I've ever seen. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the whole like you know Avengers uh, assemble like yeah. finally said the line. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, it's like a it's like a three hit combo that you get on your left and then the circles and then like you said Avengers assemble and it's like dun 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 and you're like oh great cool and then the hammer pick up right it's just so epic i mean iron man doing the whole like i am iron man thing you know concluding his arc from the first movie like that that's impressive yeah i'll give it that so good yeah uh no i I can't fault not with that game i mean it's classic uh all right number one big boy time um Number one is Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, uh, again, I knew I, it was coming. I knew it. I love these characters. All right, they're my favorite. I think James Gunn really cares about those characters, and he puts every part of his soul into those characters. And all the arcs that they go through, I find really emotional. Um, you know, all of them desperately need therapy, and they're all so angry and tortured. And I think it's delightful seeing them all come together. And there's something, and we've talked about this, but. Um, it has a level of thematic confidence that I really like. The opening of the movie, you know, Peter Quill, his mom's dying, and it's like, take my hand, but he doesn't want to, you know, because he's scared. And then by the end of it, you know, it comes back where he has the, you know, the power stone or whatever, and Gamora's like, take my hand. There's, you know, it ties back together, like it all, you know, it wraps yeah. up. Um, and yeah, I just love it. I think it's great. Um, you know, this it was the first kind of truly wacky Marvel movie because mm-hmm. before that we never really got anything like too crazy. That was probably the biggest risk Marvel. Yeah, was. absolutely. Well, no one had heard of the characters yeah. too. And I mean, obviously they're still doing that nowadays. Um, but that was like their first Campbell where it's like, all right, we have a talking raccoon and a talking tree. Like they're household names now. My mom doesn't watch Marvel movies, but she knows who Groot is. Yeah. You know, the osmosis of it is keeping into the culture, but I love it. I think the soundtrack's great. I think all the performances are awesome. A little bit of a weak villain, but by the end, it almost doesn't really matter, so. Yeah. Um, Ronan the Conqueror. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, where's he doing? Captain Marvel. That's right. right. Yeah. <laughs> Here's Captain Marvel. I forgot Marvel. he was in that. Yeah. yeah. That uh, we get, um, who's his henchman or whatever? It's, uh. Uh, yeah. Um, um, Korra, Something, yeah. Do I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Love the most wasted actor in Hollywood. Uh, yeah. Oh. Give I him agree. a franchise. Jesus. I agree with that. Yeah. But anyway, uh, it's a quaint movie that you chose for number one. Like, I it's a smaller scale. I just let, Yeah, I think it's adorable. Um. Yeah, I, I think it's delightful. I, it's I, got I, some of the best jokes in the Marvel movies too. So. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. The whole it's, like you got my dick message. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible stuff. Yeah. So yeah. It's. Uh, I'm excited to see him in in uh, Thor. Yeah. Me too. Thunder. Me too. I think. Like they've just continued to add characters to this family, and it always works. We yeah. got Mantis now. We got, well, I guess, Thor's joined them for a little bit. Yeah, exactly. They're they're just all one big family, yeah. you know. And as a similar co-star of the Guardians movies, Vin Diesel says, you know, it's all about family. Yeah, he is Groot, isn't he? That's man? right. That's in the recording studio for like maybe one day. Yeah, he's in, he's out. Gotta respect that. Do you think they bring him back for each movie? Oh yeah, they have to for the tonal. Yeah, I am Groot. Yeah. yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, somebody said that there. James Gunn said there's a script of for Ben Diesel to read the lines where yeah. it's like the actual lines, and people are like, "Oh, can we have it?" You don't really need it. You can tell what he's saying by 
the tone and by like how other characters react to yeah so. it's the r2d2 of this yeah exactly this like it's like what did you say about my brother like that sort of thing yeah, uh, yeah. so i don't know i love it i love them i would die for any of the guardians so that's my pick kyler you're number one i i think both our number one picks go to show character pieces yeah are really the best of the mcu here captain america the winter soldier there we go all right i love this movie so much like you said it's a great spy movie yeah i think both of us big fans of spy movies over sure there. yeah uh it's just so good i feel like it i'm not i'm not gonna say it, uh, we've already touched upon it so i don't have too much more to add but i i don't know if it sucks but it is a little looking back on it the whole Captain America Black Widow relationship set up that they do yeah. in the movie, and then they like very quickly they have so much chemistry in that movie. Yeah, they, they do. Don't do anything. And then they switch to her and Bruce very yeah. quickly, like the next movie, like Ultron. It's like, oh, uh, whatever. Good night, big guy. Yeah, what writer came up with that idea? Yeah, you know? who I, came up with that. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Who? Yeah, who knows? Uh, yeah. Um, I I think yeah, the computer bit's a little weird with. Baron Zemo, or not Baron Zola. Zemo, Zola. Yeah, yeah that's right. Uh, glad they got Toby Jones back, I guess. Sure. The paycheck. Exactly. You love um, to see it. Uh, I love that elevator scene too. That elevator scene is sick as hell. Yep. Yep. Uh huh. And they like pay homage to it in Endgame. All oh, right with the hail hydra. Yeah. I was like, that shit's so smart. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, so good. Um, the villain, uh, Alexander Pierce. You got Robert Redford. I know. There. Yeah, it's nice to see him in one of these movies. It is. It really is. Uh, I think he's really good. He does a good job. Um, I I think the whole end scene's pretty good. It's memorable, at least, of like he's giving his presentation and Black Widow like whips off her. Yeah, the magic face. Yeah, thing. yeah. That, that we haven't heard about for a long time. Yeah, didn't they use that in Black Widow? Yeah, uh oh, did they? I maybe I forget. I they, don't remember my Me neither. I just know that Florence Pugh is in it. That's all. Yeah, I remember. yeah the important thing. Rachel like, Weiss is in it. Yeah, yeah, I was like, this is awesome. And I don't remember anything. Yeah, they use it in Civil War where right. Bucky turns or someone turns into Bucky with it or whatever. Okay. What know. a weird technology to introduce because that just makes it, you know. I feel like it makes things a little easier, you know, in the spy world. Yeah. That sort of thing. But. Yeah, it's like the equivalent, it's the phase two equivalent of the, um, shapeshifters uh bed medicine people oh yeah the scrolls are yeah the yeah. scrolls it's like, like anybody could be anyone yeah, yeah it's like all right remember at the end of this we're getting way off topic you remember at the end of wandavision where like some random person just shows up and it turns into a scroll and you're supposed to be like oh a scroll or yeah. whatever you're like get out of here <laughs> either way um now winter soldier is just a great really well-built movie Great performances. I, it's one of those that you can also like. I, I maybe that's the other thing that you can maybe take away from my list is like a lot of my favorites are ones that kind of stand on their own. Yeah. Because I showed my grandparents the Winter Soldier and they hadn't seen any other Marvel movies and they really liked it. Yeah. Same thing with Guardians of the Galaxy. Like you know you don't really need a lot for context. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, and then we get the end where it's like, and Shield's kind of crippled because yeah, doesn't all the like helicarriers blow up in that movie? Yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. the Triskelion. Too. Yeah. 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 It's like, wow. I mean, that has some ramifications, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It's great. Great stuff. It's like maybe the best, not the best, but like a very good example of how to tie the MCU in well. Maybe. Yeah, sure. Because it doesn't like hinder the movie at all. But then it's felt for the next like, what, two phases we've been like, S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't really exist anymore, but it kind of does. And yeah. Fury's showing up in Hawkeye's garage. And right. You're like, whatnot. what's going on here? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, Winter Soldier is awesome. Um, 
just as an action movie, as a spy movie. I yeah. think it checks all the boxes with these two. Um, but yeah, you know. We get a good henchman too, right? Because um, Crossbones is in there. Oh, right, right, yeah, Frank Grillo. Yeah. My guy. My mom can, mistakes him as Christian Bell constantly. You know, I can see that. Yeah. I, 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 can, I can see how they'd be mistaken. Yeah, he's, he's... He's in the elevator scene, right? He's yeah. The, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he shows up for like two seconds and so war gets blown up. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, there's the paycheck. Um, he was back in something. Oh, he was in Endgame. Endgame. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. But you know, what a guy. What a guy. But uh, you know, uh, here's to many more Marvel movies. May they constantly invade our minds forever. Yeah. Um, and if you've gotten this far into the episode, uh, watch everything everywhere all at once and does the multiversal content better. So much better. Yeah. Not strange. So go watch that, please. It's expanding to more theaters. It's, it's po- if yeah. you're in a small town somewhere, it's probably there. Go watch it, please. Yeah, I promise you, you'll probably like it. It may actually be every everywhere all at once. I know. It oh, might yeah. finally, yeah, it might finally fit the title. Um, but hell yeah, awesome. Well, Kyler, thanks for coming on, man. You yeah. Know, long I, time in the making, but hopefully it was time. worth it. Uh, I agree. Yeah, we got to show out marvel exactly know? exactly we're film students you yeah. know we, we, uh, we care about cinema um just, but yeah just uh i mean we shelled out marvel we've been showing out for star wars all week i know and it's been one of the worst experiences oh, of cinema history <laughs> i don't know at least it ended here, it's a great it. time with you hey i'm still going i'm still chugging. yeah you're chugging through it i get down i got it. i got solo tonight you're, you walk a lonely road um but I mean, hey, I respect. We're we're just shills for the Disney overlords. Yeah, not, God bless the mouse. Yeah, hire uh, us. Um, yeah, I love Disney yeah. so much. Give me a hey, give me a fully formed script with the action already choreographed, and just tell me to like point <laughs> the camera. Like that's what they do these days, right? Like like Chloe Zhao, come in. We already got the script written for you. We got the like the action oh, choreographed. Christ. Just do your nature thing, and then people will be like, Chloe Zhao, good job. I love her. I don't mean to target her specifically. You know, they did the same sure. shit with Raimi, where they're like, we, we already got these action things quit, and then Raimi's like, I gotta overcompensate with all the yeah. zippy around, and it works very well. Right. I agree. I'd be the same way. I'd be like, if I am directing this damn movie, it's gonna have my touch upon it, and sure. then I'd go like, go crazy. hundred, yeah, go crazy, you right. know? Yeah, it's a Marvel movie, you know? You yeah. Wild, but, you, um, can't, you can't go Edgar Wright crazy, though. You'll get no, you will get yeah. kicked, yeah. 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 <laughs> you'll get, don't replace you with Peyton, Peyton Reed. Reed. Yeah. yeah, boy. That's a nightmare scenario. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, well, that'll do it for this episode. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, you know, this podcast is found on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, where you find your podcasts. We're there. And, uh, yeah, we will see you guys next week. See you. Bye. Bye.